G'day Faye Driver, this is Scotty Rossi Butler with some sad news that ordinarily I would call one of the more famous, popular gay podcasts about, but unfortunately all of those podcasts are Americans and we all know that in the US of A they've got no bloody idea. So I'm calling you as the most famous gay Commonwealth podcaster in Canada. Prince Philip, crotchety old Prince Philip, racist, sexist, chauvinistic, P.S. people in America, he's the husband of the Queen, the Queen of the world, Queen Elizabeth, has died, age 99. It's quite sad that he didn't make it to 100, Uh, because I guess when you get to that age, you've got to be really, you know, expecting that's going to happen. But even more shocking, I guess, is that Meghan Markle killed him. Well, we're at it again, pinkies. It is a little bit cool today. I'm going to do a bit of some follow-up reports. I'll tell you what I've been up to recently. Um, We have rain in the forecast, but hopefully not where we're going. Although the place that I'm going is notoriously rainy. Um, We have no police detector today because I have to charge my phone. That's can't have that thing rattling around. That will drive me insane. Um, So we're out in the Dorian Gray today. I'm heading back to the uh, warehouse we got the electric car out finally from winter storage all right what am I gonna do with this thing I can't have it rattling oh everything's gonna be rattling on me today oh I'm not gonna be able to manage this it's gonna drive me cuckoo short trip Faye uh so I got the electric car out from storage we're getting ready to take it to the new house since the new house is a little more central plus it's not the middle of winter anymore that electric car was not very useful in the winter not just because of the snow but because of the cold temperatures it doesn't have the range in the cold temperatures Um, but anyway that car is back and so we'll be using it more often once we get moved I'm now less than one week away from is it is it exactly one week away as I record this to moving into the new house? I've done six fire tr- firewood truckloads. I'm pretty much done that, although I could probably do two more loads, but I'm not doing any more until we get moved in there. Um, and I have until April, the end of April, to, to harvest all the wood that I have access to, so kind of making that a lower priority right now um so there's that so yeah i'm on a bit of a a bit of a make work project it's one of these days where oh i'm just gonna whip out to the warehouse Uh, i'm dropping off a few things that i don't want to move things that can stay in the warehouse stuff like that and i realized i i'm i'm out of boxes i ran out of boxes you know, I had all these boxes. <laughs> oh, this is so stupid. I- I'm a box hoarder. 
I have a problem. I like cardboard boxes and I like to keep the cardboard boxes. And you know, we just did a big move about a year ago. And I said, I'm gonna save all these boxes because I know I'm gonna need them again. Um, I don't need a whole lot of boxes, but you know, there's always stuff. I'm moving from one badly or poorly stocked house to a, a regular permanent house. There's always stuff, linen closet stuff, bathroom stuff, all the kitchen cupboard cabinet stuff. So I had all these boxes and I was very, I very carefully saved them. I broke them down. I uh, stored them away in the warehouse. So I had them all at the ready for when I want to, when I'm going to move again, which is now. And uh, I was out there at the warehouse. I had moved. I had to bring the trailer out to get this trailer serviced. And I put the box of boxes outside in the elements and I forgot it and I left it there after I put my trailer back and so of course the groundskeeper saw this box of boxes and uh, probably threw, hopefully threw them in the recycling. So this, this is my wonderful inventory of the you know the perfect U-Haul style boxes like medium large boxes oh I had all these boxes and they're gone so now I have to acquire more boxes. So it kind of came as a shock to me that all of a sudden I have no, all my boxes are gone as I was preparing for this move. So, uh, you know, ding dong, ding dong trick number one. Uh, so let's, I want to talk about Scotty, the little Aussie battler. He's been complaining, you know, Scotty, the Aussie battler complains about everything that goes on in his life. His recent complaints are that it's too cold in the morning at 16 degrees Celsius and too hot in the afternoon at 30 degrees Celsius. So the guy is never happy. It's too hot, it's too cold, even though that would be like a normal temperature. Anybody would love to be in a temperature. Today it is like six degrees Celsius here for me. 39 degrees Fahrenheit is what my car is saying. Uh, so I would welcome your morning cool temperature of 16 degrees, Scotty the Little Aussie Battler. Um, and then the other thing is, poor Scotty and his car problems. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. Uh, he has a Peugeot four-door station wagon sedan. He might call it an estate, I think. An estate wagon. Uh, this is actually a rather large, luxurious vehicle by Australian standards or British standards. So Scotty had to buy a new battery for his for his Peugeot, and it was three hundred dollars for the battery. That's like a that's a BMW battery is three hundred dollars. What 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 is going on in this car? And, and he showed a picture of his battery with all these. Um, these really heavy wire gauge connections coming off of this battery bus. I just couldn't figure out. And he's got these fuses that are like 70 
amps or 70-something. I don't know if it measures amps or if it's measuring something else. But this is just very bizarre. And I'm wondering if any of the other car guys out there knows if Scotty's Peugeot is a 24-volt battery, possibly? Or why do they have such heavy wire gauge connectors going to this battery bus? There's like 125 um, something fuse and 70 something fuse and 60, like the lowest fuse was 40, 40 somethings. I, I, I don't know that it's amps. I don't think it's, usually fuses are measured in amps, but um, uh, I mean, that's a lot of power. Your headlights might take, a your starter would probably take 125 amps and your headlights would probably take 70 amps. This is just this is very strange to me. I'm hoping someone can impart some information about Scotty's weird battery. And then his, uh, he's having trouble with his coolant fan. Oh, poor Scotty. And he's all very upset because he's had to spend money on his car. So, uh, you know, my feeling is, Scotty, that's the cost of owning a vehicle. Uh, these vehicles take, uh, you know, they need maintenance. Sometimes it's going to be expensive. So, I don't know, if, you're, if, if you've been spending a lot of money on your car in repairs recently, could be time to move on to a different car. So, uh, good luck with all that and your heater and all that stuff. I think he got it all fixed. He's not impressed. It cost him 900 Aussie dollars to fix his car in the last two weeks. Uh, so, but you know, a battery is a, is a consumable item. The batteries wear out. You, it should be, you should expect to pay for a battery. In the next, you know, within five years, every five years, you're probably going to need a battery. So, uh, so that's what I got to say about that. Now, speaking of other people's car problems, that Peter G um, responded back to me, and uh, we were talking about his door lock buttons in, in the in the last Pink Wheel Nuts Garage episode. This is not a garage episode. This is me blathering on episode. Um, Peter G did take his car to the repair shop and they pretty much confirmed that it was the buttons like I had surmised so they're just order ordering parts now and Peter did not tell me what the expected cost of this repair was going to be so I am curious to know if my estimates were correct about how much it's going to cost to fix your buttons I'm wondering if he's doing one button or two buttons uh, so good luck to Peter G on that. <clears throat> so let's see, what else do I have to tell you about? I gotta check my list. You know, I was filling up. I was, you know, we have this rather hard water where I'm living right now, heavy with minerals and that kind of stuff. So we get this bottled water. You know, the big five-gallon jug of water you turn upside down like the office water cooler that kind of water and uh, I'm getting so old now that I can't 
see the water going into the ice cube tray to tell us to see if I'm overfilling the ice cube tray because uh, water is invisible <laughs> to my eyes now <laughs> and a white ice cube tray uh, just does not show there's no contrast from in a white ice cube tray to the invisible water that's going into it and I've been spilling water all over <laughs> all over myself when I'm trying to fill up my ice cube trays. And you know, ice cubes are very important. (laughs) One must have a cocktail. You can't have a good cocktail without the proper ice cubes. Uh, Oh, I wanted to talk about my Easter dinner. So, uh, uh, in the last episode, I was talking about um, how we were going to have a Chinese Easter dinner instead of your traditional turkey and mashed potatoes so uh, it was a joint effort there were several cooks so everybody made uh, traditional Chinese food uh, we from scratch nothing was ordered in um, we had uh, chow mein noodles like a vegetable chow mein uh, we had sweet and sour chicken we had some fried rice. Uh, what else did we have? Mm, uh, we had a f- couple other things. Oh, ginger beef was another another thing we had. And I made, because you know I'm baking, I'm, I've gotten into baking a little bit, even though all of my baking equipment is packed away in boxes. Um, I made traditional Chinese egg custard tarts. Uh, This is an egg custard inside a little tart shell. And I made traditional almond cookies, which was like, it's kind of like a short, it's like a shortbread cookie, uh, except made with almonds. Um, And they were actually very good. Uh, So our traditional Chinese Easter dinner was a huge success. Um, and just to be sure, I also brought a Boston cream pie. I bought a Boston cream pie. I did not make a Boston cream pie. Um, and then people were asking me, how does this qualify as a Chinese traditional dessert? And I said, well, a lot of people came from China through Boston when they came to America. So that's, I'm sure that's where the origin of the Chinese Boston cream pie came from. So, uh, <clears throat> so I finished my wood, um, I'm going to be moving in shortly, so this will could be the last you hear from me for a couple of weeks, uh, I will be tied up for the next two or three weeks, I've still not heard anything from that uh, job about the, um, the census, doing the census job. Although I did hear my uh, old boss, who I used as a reference, told me that they were contacted by the census people to see if I have, uh, if I am a trustworthy character. <laughs> so this could be why I haven't heard about this job yet. <laughs> All right, I think that's it for me. Uh, this show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Uh, part of the uh, network of LGBT and LGBTQ friendly podcasts. You can find out more at pride48.com. I am the Faye Driver. You can email me at 
podcast at pinkwheelnuts.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you after the move.